This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic black helicopters over L.A. That's correct, black helicopters over L.A. Or maybe specifically we could say these things were charcoal-colored helicopters over L.A. This article comes to us from the War Zone, or thedrive.com, and I have a link to the article on the website, ufowarning.com. And the title says, Everything we know about the mysterious dark helicopters that have been circling Los Angeles. This article is by Joseph Trevithick, came out on January 13th of this year, 2021, and they they produce a lot of really good content on the Warzone a section of thedrive.com, and I highly recommend that website, thedrive.com. And it says here, yesterday, plane spotters in the greater Los Angeles area caught glimpses of three mysterious Bell 407 helicopters painted overall in what looks to be a dark gray color, but with no easily identifiable markings covered in antennas that one might expect to see on an example in use by military or law enforcement units, but unlike any we at the war zone are familiar with. The sightings immediately caught our attention. While we don't know for sure who is operating them or for what purpose, these helicopters appear to have a very unusual history. And there are solid indications that they could be associated with a very secretive U.S. military aviation unit. I find that interesting, especially in light of all the incidences we had last year with the drones, the swarms of drones, uh, even the three incidents of the LAX jetpack. Man, strange goings on in the sky. Chris Shaw of Shaw's Aviation Photography was among the first to spot the trio as they arrived at Bob Hope Airport, also known as Hollywood Burbank Airport, a KBUR, which is situated just north of Los Angeles on January 12, 2021. Later that day, plane spotter Scott Lau caught a glimpse of the two helicopters leaving that airport. And then it has some pictures here. Really, really uh, interesting stuff. From what we can see, these helicopters have an egg beater or O-wing type UHF satellite communications SATCOM antenna on their tail booms. This installation is similar, if not identical, to one of the U.S. the one <clears throat> that the U.S. Army used on its now retired OH-58D Kiowa Warrior armed scout helicopters, from which which from which the commercial model 407 was derived. They also have a pair of prominent blade-type antennas located ventrically under the fuselage, which are generally associated with high-frequency radios and other communication systems. Various other smaller antenna are also visible under the rear fuselage. The helicopters notably do not appear to have any kind of sensor turret of the types that typically hold electro-optical or infrared cameras underneath the nose or elsewhere beneath the fuselage. They are also equipped with high skids which are commonly found on versions of the Jet Ranger family of helicopters that are tasked with utility work, law enforcement applications, and military missions. So these birds seem to be outfitted to do some specific kind of work. They don't just seem to be uh, helicopters you use to fly tourists around. They have these uh, high-tech sensors there for listening, high-frequency radio stuff, and then it seems as though they have specific types of landing skids 
that makes it easier for them to be put to work. And it has a picture here of the original military version. It says the OH-58D Kiowa Warrior. You can take a look at that, too, on the website. Now, it continues. The article says, Online flight tracking indicates that the para-helicopters that subsequently departed Burbank had taken off from taken off from right in front of the fire station at KBUR, which has a pair of marked helipads, and then had flown over parts of Los Angeles before continuing to the Los Angeles County Fire Department's Camp 8, a former U.S. Army Nike surface-to-air missile site near Malibu. They then returned to Burbank. The war zone has already reached out to the Los Angeles County Fire Department for further information. So we see once again here how the these operations can overlap from city to county to state to federal government bureaucracies. And it can be just frankly impossible to get information about them when we have this much overlap in an operation. Now they have a pretty good map here that shows where these choppers were flying at around L.A. And uh, it's just... It's not sure what they're doing. Online flight tracking data showing the data route that one of the helicopters took from Bob Hope Hollywood Burbank Airport out of Los Angeles County Fire Department, Camp 8 to the west, and then back again on January 12th. So whether they're planning for some kind of disturbance during the inauguration, whether they're planning for riots, or whether they've got something else completely unrelated going on, we just don't know. More map picks. I highly recommend you go to the website, ufowarning.com. You can get a link there to this drive.com article and take a look at these really cool picks. It says, also worth noting that online flight tracking software indicates that these helicopters had flown all the way across the country starting the trip over the weekend or late last week. They made multiple stops along the way including at Addington Field, Elizabethtown Regional Airport in Kentucky, Albuquerque International Suns, Sunport in New Mexico, Flagstaff Pullman Airport in Arizona, and Lake Havasu City Airport in Arizona before arriving back in Burbank. Their exact point of origin is unclear, but it seems most likely to have been somewhere on the central east coast. Audio of an exchange between the pilot of one of the helicopters and air traffic controllers at KBR confirms that the trio were all Bell 407s and that the flight, as a whole, was using the call sign Mike Zero One, using the lead aircraft's call sign as a call sign for an entire flight, is a typical practice within the U.S. military, especially U.S. Army Special Operations Forces unit. Well, this thing is looking more and more like a military operation all the time. I mean, think about this: when was the last time you saw three unmarked? Helicopters flying in formation. Now it has pictures again of them here, and then it has the uh, little uh, short blurb that you can listen to KBR. I'm not sure how long that is. It says on January 13th, all three helicopters flew a route that took them first towards San Bernardino to the east of Los Angeles, then down to the Pacific coast between Huntington Beach and Long Beach. After that, they returned to Burbank, and then they have maps of that. We don't know for sure what organization these helicopters belong to or what they're doing in California. Online flight tracking website ADS-B Exchange has identified the helicopters via military-type transponders as having call signs that may be serial numbers. 
one two one one four one one two one one four two and one one and one two one one four three. Photographs Scott Law subsequently took provided to the war zone showed the helicopters have these serials written in black or dark blue on their tail tail booms. So there you go. They do have numbers, but they're not written so a casual observer would notice. The U.S. military did for convenience assign the serials 12-1141, 12-1142, and 12-1143 to a trio of Bell 407 helicopters that Iraq purchased prior to their delivery to that country. Three prototype aircraft will remain on Redstone Arsenal in Alabama in accordance with the Iraqis' wishes for the aircraft's future development and testing according to U.S. Army News in 2013. It's not clear if those helicopters were the ones with these particular serials, but it seems very likely. Iraq may well have ultimately decided not to have them delivered and transfer them to the U.S. military, that is, if they were not still owned technically by the United States in the first place. Well, what a fine black hole Iraq makes. I mean... You know, start a war with another country and just think of all the money you can dump into the supposed war. I'm sure we'd just be amazed at all the shenanigans that have gone on, all the money that's been spent, and it's just been simply written off as being lost or misplaced or blown up in Iraq. And maybe that's what these three choppers are are being written off as. Regardless, the examples that Iraq did receive are in configuration are in a configuration that is different from the ones recently seen flying near Los Angeles. Though further development work on the aircraft that remained in the United States could have led to changes in their outward appearance. Reverting military variants of the Jet Ranger family to civilian configurations is hardly unheard of. It's also worth noting that the United Arab Emirates also flies gray Bell 407s, but the paint is matte in nature rather than the shiny paint on these new mystery helicopters and again the configurations are different it goes on it continues and it's worth remembering that the army announced in 2017 that it was looking for vendors to supply up to 150 different bell helicopters including model 407s under contract that would have also supported the needs of other government agencies as well as foreign allies and partners these are also some bro- there are also some broad similarities between these helicopters and the number of Bell 407s that the Federal Bureau of In- Investigation's Elite Hostage Rescue Team operates. And it just kind of continues on there a little bit. That pretty much wraps it up. It says, that being said, FBI HRT-60 Blackhawks have been seen with different types of SATCOM antennas over the years, including X-shaped and egg-beater types, it is possible that the exact antenna fit on its Bell 407s has also changed. So it looks like these things could either be uh, some sort of uh, military special ops or even belong to the FBI. It says here there's another possibility these helicopters could belong to one of the U.S. military's most shy aviation units, a U.S. Army element known today as the Aviation Technology Office. It was previously called the Flight Concepts Division, and it, as well as its predecessor organizations, have also have deep ties to the Central Intelligence Agency. This unit, which operates a wide array of aircraft, recently including Bell 407s and foreign-made types, such as Russian Mi-17 HIPS, is based at Felker Army Airfield at Fort Eustis in Virginia. A satellite image of Felker dated December 2nd, 2020, 
which the Warzone obtained from Planet Labs, shows three Bell 407s on the ramp, at least two of which appear to be of a similar color to the ones that have been flying over Los Angeles the past few days. Wow, you have to really what's, wonder what's going on. And when you read an article like this, you begin to appreciate just the depth and the breadth of the deep state. All of these, I guess by now, I suppose there's hundreds of alphabet agencies that we as taxpayers fund. How could we assume that they're all up to good all the time? And when people want to, uh, when the debunkers want to come out and scoff people for using terms like the deep state, uh, when the sheeple want to come out and make fun of people who think that a sitting president could in fact be taken down in a coup by the deep state, you really shows how limited their intellect is, how little they read, because you can read a couple of articles like this where everything is sourced so perfectly and see that we're dealing with a massive, massive compartmentalized operation. There are thousands upon thousands, if not millions of people working in this in this just monstrous collection of bureaucracies that we don't vote for that the president seems to have no control over, that Congress seems to have zero control over the funding of these agencies, where they can just take on their own missions at will and do things that the taxpayers will never find out about. And what guarantee do we have that the things that they are doing are good things? This seems like some sort of deep state operation going on here. And maybe it's just a little trial run of something. Maybe... Maybe they're just after their typical surveillance work, you know, so paranoid that somebody's going to resist them, that someone's going to go off the deep end and try something. Very strange, very strange indeed. It says here, ATOFCD, which you can read more about in these past Warzone pieces, highlighted, provides highly specialized and discreet aviation capabilities in support of covert and clandestine special operation missions. They're also tasked with developing what's next in Army aviation. Something, sometimes these missions converge and the unit is understood to have led the development of the Stealth Blackhawks, the heavily modified UH Blackhawk variations that were employed in the raid that led to the death of then-Al-Qaeda leader Osama bin Laden in his compound in Abadad, Pakistan, in 2011. Now, I, for one, don't believe a word of that. I think the guy was dead for years. Why didn't they bring the body back and show the DNA? Nonetheless, quite an impressive bird used to carry out that operation to dispatch whatever unlucky pseudo-terrorist happened to be there. The hex code associated with the transponder on one of the mystery helicopters in Southern California, AE-691-D1, shows AE-69-D1 shows up multiple times last year on flight tracking websites in the general area between Newport News and Virginia Beach in Virginia. Fort Eustis is just north of Newport News. So it looks like one of these birds has a history being in the neighborhood where you would expect some of this some of this really top secret military stuff to be at. It says there are also tracks heading in the general direction of Fort Bragg in North and neighboring North Carolina. 
which is an epicenter of U.S. military special operation forces activity, including the Secretive Joint Special Operations Command, that's JSOC. Now remember, these are the guys that Trump had all the trouble with. It was widely reported over and over again that they just, well, it seemed like they just hated him. Uh, lots of stuff was being leaked from there. Remember when they had the riots last year, riots that nobody seemed to apologize for, riots where people were actually were killed, police officers were killed, riots carried out by BLM and Antifa, and Trump threatened to bring out the military. It seems like it was JSOC that kind of told him to go pound sand. I'll have to look that up. But these names keep coming up and over and over again, this, this collection of deep state operations. The damn neck annex, the damn neck annex at Naval Air Station Oceana in Virginia Beach is also home to the Naval Spatial Warfare Development Group, better known as SEAL Team 6. Now we could go on for an hour about that. These are the guys that have been, you know, in the news a lot in the last few years. And you just wonder, sometimes it's almost as if they're being used to prop up whatever operation the deep state wants to put out there because the general public seems to have so much respect and admiration for these guys, or just for that brand, I should say. On September 22, 2020, a helicopter with a transponder programmed with this AE-691 hex code notably pops up near Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. There's a base that's often, often eluded to have actually in its possession uh, UFO metamaterial and even UFO crash material, so that's interesting. In that instance, as well as others from last year, the call sign was also identified as 191262, another possible serial number. U.S. Air Force aircraft serial numbers are written in an XX-YYYY format, where the XX is the fiscal year in which it was purchased, and the YYYY is an arbitrary number. Army aircraft serials are in a similar format, but with five digits in the Y portion instead of four. As such, this serial could be 191262 or 1-91262, though the latter would be incomplete. A cursory online search does not produce results for either formation. It's also entirely possible that this is a bogus serial, as could well be the case with the ones previously associated with the Iraqi Bell 407s. The U.S. Air Force has told the author uh, on the record in the past that it provides serial numbers for aircraft belonging to other government agencies as a matter of convenience, specifically in response to records relating to the RB-69A Neptune. These Cold War spy planes are assigned Air Force designations and given Air Force serials, but are actually operated by the CIA. Can you begin to get an idea of how hard it is to get disclosure from these people? You're dealing with multiple governments, city, county, state, federal, and then you throw in the military-industrial complex where you mix the military and you mix the manufacturers, the corporations together. So now we've got four government agencies to deal with. Your county, you say your local, your state, your federal, and you mix those all together with the military-industrial complex. And you can lose so much stuff so fast that people will never find it. It's so easy to bury a secret in a structure like this. It's like walking into a, a cave system. The tunnels go everywhere. How would you know where you're at? You don't have a map, and it's a complete darkness. 
This is why I say Marco Rubio and the other senators have no chance of getting any real type of disclosure from the military. Zero chance. They're operating completely in the dark. And these guys are operating in complete illumination. They have the light. We don't. We're blindfolded. They're not. It says, The style of serial numbers as well as the general circumstances surrounding these Bell 407s also feels similar to the matter of an MI-171E helicopter variant of the Russians' mi 17, which carries the Air Force-style serial number 15-5207 on its tail. This helicopter, which is widely understood to be operated by the U.S. military or some other arm of the U.S. government, was notably photographed at Bob Hope Hollywood Burbank in 2016. Apparently, Bob Hope did more than entertain the troops with the USO. Seems like he lent his name to the U.S. military. The colorful configuration of this helicopter, which is festooned with antennas, is similar to ones that have been seen at the Falco Bay Air Force, and is likely belongs to ATO-FCD. The CIA also has a long and well-known history of operating versions of the MI-17, including during the very earliest phases of U.S. operations in Afghanistan, following the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. In response to a Freedom of Information Act FOIA request, the Air Force told the war zone it had no record of the serial being assigned to an MI-17 variant. Regardless, the MI-17s fly regularly out of Feckler Field. Well, just because they don't have a record of it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Still, we'll, still while we know that the Bell 407s are directly associated with ATO-FCD, we really don't know they're abs with absolute certainty that the unit or their asso agency associates are operating the, the mystery helicopters that have been spotted around Los Angeles, although the evidence strongly points to it. The fact that the serials line up with the left behind Iraqi Bell 407s is also quite telling. Regardless, their current operations are anything but clandestine, so they are bound to keep grabbing people's attention We'll be sure to follow up if and when we uncover more information about them. And this is update. We, <clears throat> we have some more new information. And then you can you can follow the link there. And they can have a few more things I want to bring up to you about that. It, it just seems like one more instance of um, the deep state being in our face. having no worries about, about uh, being seen or not being seen. You know, it. I'm, I'm looking here at the update information now, and it, it goes on. It doesn't really have... Yeah, it just lists some of the more flight activity around around Dodger Stadium and that. What, what I find with this is I think this story is going to end up like all the other mystery flying objects that we come across, whether it's Jetpack Man or the flying drones or whatever. You can track it to a certain point, and we have to – it's almost clear that there's some sort of deep state involvement. When these things happen, there's too much coordination. There's too much work involved. There's too much technology involved for it to just be some random group of people out there flying around or, or doing this stuff. Whether what they're doing is just routine uh, espionage on us, whether they're getting ready for something, 
whether they have some kind of ongoing operation or that maybe they're just practicing for things they're going to do in other countries. We really have no way of knowing. But I think the most important thing to take from this article, from these three 407 helicopters that are flying around uh, without call signs, basically, I guess other than Mike 01, these three birds are just seem to be flying around doing their own thing with this super high-tech uh, listing equipment and antennas attached. What we have to take from this is just the power of the deep state, the reality of the deep state, the size of the deep state, and that includes all these dozens and dozens of government agencies bound together, tied together, wound up in this just giant knot to create what we know as the industrial complex. And it seems like more and more it's becoming less governmental and more industrial. And when you put this in the backdrop of what's happened in the last two months, I don't care who you voted for, but if you're thinking about this clearly, you can't imagine that things were done correctly. We used to have elections that lasted a day, not a week. You can't tell me that somebody brought in a pickup load of absentee ballots and every single one of them went for one guy. That's statistically impossible. So you have to ask yourself, what was the agenda to get one person out and one person in? When the guy they, that they got out didn't even seem like he was that big of a threat, he couldn't even organize his own cabinet, for crying out loud. Spent the last 11 months fighting a fake disease. So if a guy who was borderline incompetent was too competent to be allowed, and you have to bring somebody in who looks like he should be on an Alzheimer's ward, what do they have in store for us? And are these three choppers just the very beginning? It really makes a person wonder a little bit. My advice is not to go to any capital marches anytime soon. And I say that kind of joking, but I say that in all seriousness too. I think we have to be I think we have to be realistic about, about what's going on here. And that goes for the whole disclosure thing. We have to be realistic about what are our chances of getting disclosure from the people who have information. And that's why I say do your own disclosure. Live your own life. Do your own thing. You know, we have to live our, so we have to live our lives outside the confines of what these people want to put us in. Personally, I don't wear a mask. I'm not telling you that you should or shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't. I do, do a lot of this stuff. Because it gets to the point where you have to live your own life. And you have to find your own disclosure. And if that means sitting outside on your porch at night and looking up in the sky, so be it. And you decide for yourself what you see. You don't have to be told by some debunker on the History Channel that you didn't see anything. It's time that we have to look at the world through our own eyes and decide for ourselves what the truth is. But we also need to keep an eye open. And when you see these black birds flying around, know something is up. Before I close out, I just want to say two things. Number one, I got another sponsor. That was super cool. Thank you very much. And number two, I've been trying to, trying to figure out a little way to get the show spread a little bit more. And I've been doing some research. And when I got on Twitter to begin with, I thought the best thing to do, the nice thing to do, would be uh, to follow back everybody that followed me. and But then it turns out, apparently, when you do that, it uh, kind of ruins um, 
the algorithms for you on Twitter to where it doesn't spread your message enough. So at some point, I guess what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to follow, you know, maybe a half a dozen or a dozen so uh, big names, okay, like the ones that everybody follows, and then not follow uh, and not do followbacks, which seems kind of crappy in a way. But in another way, I'm just trying to get the I'm trying to get the show to grow a little bit. We're stuck around at a certain uh, uh, limit in the audience, and we need to really. I basically need to triple that right now, so I'm trying to do a few things to uh, help with that as we get the program out, and I'm also looking at maybe uh, getting on to Gab, so uh, if I go through and just drop a bunch of followers, uh, people that I'm following, I, that's nothing personal, I'm just trying to get this, uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get the distribution of the show uh, kind of out of a rut. And so I may change the format on, on how I do that over the next couple of weeks. I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. Uh, until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out.